we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew McFarland. How are you, Eddie? How you been? I'm good, but I'm a little sad. Why are, why are you sad? <laughs> it's a well, beautiful day outside. I know. What can you be sad about? I know, but it's the end of Salt Lake. I mean, we have oh, the finale. Oh, yes. No, you're right. You can be sad about that. That's fair. That's very fair. I mean, the other shows are still there. I mean, we have Dallas, which is being Dallas, and we have Atlanta, which is like... Picking up, we're going to have, you know, the stripper coming soon. And we had a funny episode this week. A really f- actually fun yeah, funny Yeah, I just episode. feel like, like Atlanta is picking up. But you're right. Dallas is sort of just sitting there like a wall hanging. And I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I need more from these women. And Salt Lake is just, was just consistently giving us hit after hit after hit every episode. I can't wait, though, for the reunion. I think the reunion is going to be phenomenal. The reunion is going to be fun. We had a really fun finale and we're going to talk about it all. But before we get into that, we want to let you know we are not skipping Summer House. We're not skipping Southern Charm. We just record this on Thursday. So we want to give you guys the full detail recap situation. So next week, Summer House will be on the docket, of course, because I love me some Carl Radke. Love me some L Hubs, Lindsay Hubbard. Uh, when I can't wait to talk about Southern Charm, um, I never watched it. I did some light catching up throughout the seasons just to get myself familiar with the people. Uh, and having done a quick little run of the season and now seeing the finale and now getting through the reunions, I have a lot to say. I really don't like these people. Uh, and we'll get into it next week. Uh, Southern Charm has been a little triggering for me. They drive me crazy. All of them. And I could care less who Madison is sleeping with. So everyone who's like, is it Jay Cutler? Is it A-Rod? Why do you care? Truly, why do you care? I didn't know it was big news, but apparently it is. Well, she's uh, the news now is it's not A-Rod. A-Rod said he's never even spoken to her. I'm sorry, but when you have J-Lo, you don't downgrade like that. You know what I mean? It would be different if he was with someone else, but J-Lo is a 15 out of 10. I don't think. Wow. You don't, let's get loud, Matthew. Oh, my God. Let's get loud. No, but for real, you don't, you know, mess with that when you got that good thing going. So I don't believe it. Sure. Did they maybe FaceTime once or twice a long time ago that I could believe? But Things no. happen. Miracles happen every once in a while when you believe. Okay. Oh, let's, Lord. <laughs> let's get into the shows we're going to talk about this week. I think we should start with Dallas. Yes. Yeah, so you, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Let's just get Dallas over with. Nothing happened. Most of my notes are the same. Carrie's a bitch. Carrie trying to make it racial. Carrie started it. Cam and Carrie are the worst. I wrote that maybe 15 or 16 times in a row. I just, I, I can't. I can't with Carrie. Can't with Cam. I don't know why Carrie is, she runs everyone over the coals. And then when she gets called out, she says, oh, I'm being bullied. I'm being picked on. It's the same stuff every week. Well, that's, that's the problem truly is that, Everyone is against Carrie. Carrie thinks everyone's against her. But I also think Carrie is manufacturing this because she understands the situation she's in 
for next season. She's not going to be back next season if she doesn't have a storyline. If people aren't coming after her, if she's not coming after other people. And like I said last time, she seems to be picking fights with Deandra because Deandra's kind of the new center of this show. It used yeah. to be Brandy and Stephanie. Brandy had her big misstep. She's kind of fallen to the wayside as a B character. Stephanie sadly can't hold the show herself. She's a nice girl, but you know what? She doesn't really have anything there. You've got Tiffany, who's Deandra's friend, who's coming up and up. Cameron is just a, you know, is funny. She's the humor. I feel like Deandra has enough personal drama, has enough friend drama, and she's been an OG of the show since the beginning. She's kind of the center of it. So who better for Carrie to fight with than Deandra? Well, whether you like her or not, Deandra is an open book. She's telling everyone everything. She's showing it all, mentioning it all. And again, whether you like her or not, that's something to watch. And that's something to comment on. Carrie's drama is mostly behind the scenes with her family. And then, like I said, I love Olivia and love Olivia's story. And I think it's very helpful for people to, to witness it. But I thought it was so gross the way that Carrie just threw out her daughter's personal struggles out like that in front of the group. Cause I think, she didn't do it in a genuine way to share it with the group to let them know what she's been going through. It was more of a shield. It, it was a shield to deflect from her bad behavior. And if I were Olivia, I, I would be very, very upset with my mother. That well, wasn't cool at all. And I love Carrie and Cam trying to step to Tiffany and trying to go toe to toe. And Tiffany's like, um, I will meet you at every single point, like go blow for blow, bring it on. You want to tell me that, I'm coming after you for being Mexican because you it wasn't your first language. Well, guess what? Chinese was my first language, and I, you know, wasn't an English speaker to begin with either. So stop trying to make it racial. Stop trying to make it cultural. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you being rude and you being mean, you being a bully, and it's all about intention. Tiffany's intention with Cam at the dinner in dim sum was not to make Cam uncomfortable and make her feel bad. It was to get her to enjoy and have fun. Carrie seems to want to dominate the group and wants to like poke and poke and prod and make shit happened like you said for her own storyline pushing tiffany in the pool was not to you know get her out of her shell and make her have fun it was to be bitchy and mean you don't push people in the pool if you're trying to have fun uh well, not when you're 50 years Joseph's. old oh thank you your husband's in the pool no but truly you don't do that when you're trying to have fun and, and be cool and i agree with tiffany it's like not to pin stay-at-home mom versus working mom but you it's that's not what it is about either. But if we're going to go there, yeah, I have to be up at work the next day. And that, like, so, you know, me being injured or me being, you know, and also Carrie calling Tiffany Corona girl be like, if we're really worried about Corona, she's the one like dealing with patients every day and all that stuff. I thought that was really out of line. I agree. Well, Tiffany, even again, look at intention. When Cam was calling Deandra COVID girl, it was like, ew, get away from me. I don't want to sit next to you. When Tiffany called Brandy COVID girl, it was like, oh no, come here, COVID girl. Like, come be a part of the group. Get in here. That whole COVID stuff is silly. So again, look at intention. Tiffany is the one trying to be nice and inclusive. And Cam and Carrie, I think, think that they're, you know, HBIC. Which, by the way, they have a podcast now together. Do you know this? They they started a podcast, which I will not My be listening blood to. Blood pressure just skyrocketed. Your face went from like zero to a hundred oh, right there. Oh wow! Knew. I the rage I feel in my chest right now. That it, I I could not think of anything more unappealing, unappeasing than listening to those two. Well, women. guess who their guest was this week? Yeah. Lisa Barlow. Oh my God, literally my least favorite people. On, oh my God. Wow. I'm literally going to have a stroke. Oh, I think, I think, yeah, that's literally your worst nightmare. Uh, what's, oh, so yes, that's all I have with Dallas. Uh, team Tiffany, team Deandra. 
I really, I go back to my last week's comment about creating a new Married to Medicine or a new Dallas with those two women and kind of letting everyone else go. I mean, Stephanie can stick around because she's really nice and sweet, but I think we need to do a reformulation. Keep, uh, can keep going. Well, I mean, I got to <laughs> say, I got to say Brandy's birthday party did look fun. Yes, but that was Deandra. Yeah, it was Deandra. And Stephanie. That yeah. was not Cam and that was not Carrie. Yeah, I, I love a good pickle shot. A good pickle back is my thing. I like the panty game. We have to play that. I thought that was so fun and I'm so definitely going to play that next time we have like a birthday party thing with our group of friends where we need to do something I like think that. I think the panty game is something that needs to be at every single party because Absolutely. and also Carrie put the least amount of effort by just drawing fish on it. I was like everyone else is at least looked like cute and fun and decorated. A hundred percent. She took a Sharpie to whitey tidies and just drew fish on the crotch. And I was like, <laughs> Carrie, you could not be less involved in this group. Gross. Love the twerk lessons and love, <laughs> love Tiffany being like, yeah, I'm a figure skater, but like those moves don't translate to the club. You don't see me being like. That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved that a lot. She's great. The drunk shopping. I completely am with Deandra with the drunk shopping that you go. Those are the best days. Like when you go to brunch or you go to like a lunch or something and you have a couple drinks and then you're like, okay, especially when I used to do sunny spot. It's no longer sunny spotting where I was this place in Venice. Like that was the cutest spot ever. And I would get so wasted there oh, off no. of mimosas and rum punch and it was just a mix and match all you can drink and then we'd walk over to abbott kenny and we would just do all the stores in abbott kenny so those are all like the little fun little venice right, like, right, 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 right. stop and pop shops and i would come home with bags of stuff and i would not i no. you know i would be like where did i get there's a there's a like a witch spirituality crystal store that i would go to oh jesus that was always a plus there's always like tongue-in-cheek stores i've like taken pictures i went there's there was used to be a casper like test spot and so you could test the casper mattresses so we'd always go test the casper see mattresses. i would go bankrupt i would buy a i would i would max out my cards or i would black out and do something horrible i that would be the worst i i'm impressed with your prowess i'm impressed with the girls being able to do it i i i, I know i would i would do something horrible well, we'll have to try when no, things oh. come back and see because it's it's fun. Oh, you, I don't think you'll max out your card. Maybe, if I maybe, didn't max maybe. out my card, I don't think you will. Okay, I have to ask you a question though. They, when they were doing the spanking and they were talking about doing like the the paddles and everything, did you catch that Stephanie basically said she was a dominatrix to yes. Travis? Yes. Uh, see, if if you if she keeps sharing shit like that with us, I will keep her on the show. But I have it's like you have to do a double take to make sure that you heard what you just heard. I need more stuff. Like and that. I want to see that Stephanie on the show. I want to see her and her little like leather cat get up. Yeah. With a little whip being like, Travis, you're my little bitch. But that's all, that also tracks. You know, if you look at the two of them, I can see Stephanie like in her in one domain that she can take control. He's such a sand bedroom. You can totally <laughs> tell. You can totally tell. Okay. Also. I think I would be such a Tiffany with eating anything and everything over dead bodies in medical school. Ew. I mean, I love her, but that is fucking weird. It was. A, I thought it was funny. I mean, it kind of is. Hey, but when you're working all hours of the day and you got anatomy class and you may have dissected something, maybe you're just watching someone eat a dead or not eat a dead body. That's <laughs> We're not army hammer up in this business. Oh, my God. But, you know. I think I could eat a chicken pad thai while someone was like taking no, out a no. kidney or something. I would go to the on-call room and chill and eat there. Well, you can never be a doctor. N true. Yeah. No, absolutely. My hands are too shaky too. So I could never be a doctor. Oh but yeah, I can you imagine. have the shakes. There's no way. But yeah. Okay. Let's, the final thing let's talk about is 
Deandra kind of opening up to Jen at the dinner table. And I think we're seeing Deandra open up more to the woman because I feel like in seasons past, Deandra's big thing was like, oh, my mom, mama D and me, like we have fights. It's over money, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, grow up, Deandra. Yep. Everyone's over that. Yep. And now, I mean, in this situation, she talked to Jen in the table about her previous cocaine use, her father's alcoholism and how she's disconnected with her family in that sense and how she doesn't really feel as close to her father because they stopped speaking Mm -hmm. and all of these things. And that really connected the women I think to Deandra more. And I feel like what you're saying is Deandra's understanding that she needs to be a lot more vulnerable and vulnerable about the real things in life. I, I truly feel like the shaman, whatever his name, I forget if the shaman's name has changed Deandra for the better. She has Darren. opened up Darren. You're Darren. right. Yeah. Like, her Darren. third eye, her spirit, whatever has opened up. Well, I think she understands that if people know the whole story, there's more humility there for herself. And then it's more, people are more able to empathize with her and, and, and connect with her if they get the entire scope of the story. It's not just, I mean, yes, a part of her personality is that she is a privileged white girl from Texas who, who has, As Carrie says, I'm not a rich, I'm not rich like Deandra. If Eduardo leaves me, I have nothing. You know, she has old money in Texas and you know, her and her mom have a very, you know, classic mother daughter, like rivalry relationship, but that's just one tiny part of a much bigger, you know, mosaic that is Deandra. And I think that she just wants everyone to see that so that she, they can better understand her and maybe she can grow and maybe she can evolve. And I do agree that the shaman and the spiritual journey that she's on is kind of opening her up to that. Carrie, I love that Stephanie said earlier in the episode, and this was, you know, re- this was, you know, corroborated later by Carrie's behavior is that Carrie has a lot of insecurities and Carrie has a lot going on in her life that she wished was different and which was better. And since it's not, She's going to pick and prod and poke at other people's experiences and other people's lives because it's the classic hurt people, hurt people, mean girl sort of syndrome. And we see it later with her and Brandy talking later about Deanne. You know, she, I'm not, you know, I'm not like Deandra. I won't have anything if my husband leaves me and my children, just because my children are older and they, you know, go away doesn't mean they're not, you know, still my children, which I agree with that element, but I don't think that's what Deandra was saying. I think she was saying Carrie's putting up this facade, like she's painstakingly like hustling and going, you know, being super mom 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is not necessarily the case. It is different when your kids get older, but I think Carrie's just trying to mince words and trying to get people on her side and trying to play the game of the reality show. Yeah. And Brandy's a moron and Brandy is just (laughs) trying to stay above water. So I think, Whomever comes to Brandy with anything, Brandy's just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, huh, yeah. <laughs> and she's blackout wasted at her oh, birthday, so she's, she's gonna, white girl she's gonna agree completely. with everything. Okay, I have to say, you've been saying that you want to do a Married to Medicine remake or like an uh, a Dallas Married to Medicine. I just want to meet Tiffany Moon's circle of friends. Well, let me. Do you recall at the end of the episode where she's having the conversation with her husband, and she's talking about going part-time because of her kids and she's not spending enough time with her kids. And they're like, you're too tired, mommy. Who did that remind you of? Dr. Contessa. I I had to say the same thing. 100%. No, you are so right. I could read your mind. Yeah. It, but that's what I want to know more about that. Exactly. That is the good stuff. That's real. And I want to get to know Tiffany's husband more. You know, we've only seen, you know, bits and pieces, pieces. but that's, I want, you know, I just want a little more elevated type of lady 
on these shows. And I just, Oh don't wow. That feel, is a statement. I just don't think we're getting that from, you know, I think from Stephanie and from Deandra and from Tiffany, we're getting that. And again, it's not saying that they're perfect or that they're not, you know, they can be me. They, they can be all types of different things, but I want to see it all. And I don't want it manufactured and I don't want it produced. It's one of the problems I have with Lisa Renna, for example, on mm, Beverly Hills. Mm. I want it to be real. I want the whole story. I, yeah, if secrets, you know, come about and if things get uncovered, like that's also part of life too. But I hate the manufactured, you know, plotting, producing, you know, twinkle in someone's eye when they think that they've got something good for the cameras to show. And I see that happening with Cam and with Carrie a lot and I'm over it. And then Jen, again, just sitting there like wallpaper, you know, I did appreciate her bringing up uh, her struggle with alcohol, but it's like, I mean, the struggle is the lightest term because she was like, I haven't done anything. I just knew that there was going to be. Well, and also it's like, I'm sorry, you're on, you're on housewives. Who hasn't had a a drinking problem? Like, let's go. I mean, I think you have to have a drinking problem to get on the housewives. It's part of your application. It's an application for any Bravo show. Truly. You have to have some kind of issue. I need Dallas to, to turn up the heat a little bit, not a little bit, a lot bit. And when you have Atlanta and Salt Lake and Potomac, you, you need, and now Mary to, I'm putting Mary to Madison in there too. You've As got you should. to step it up. OC is going to be gone or rebooted completely. Hopefully if Beverly Hills doesn't have a good next season, they're in trouble. And I don't miss Dallas as of right now. Uh, and I'm willing to follow Tiffany moon wherever she goes. So we'll see. We will see. Okay. Speaking of, Atlanta let's get into we're finally picking up with Atlanta like we're cooking with gas now we're cooking with pig on the roast okay that pig have you ever had pig like that no but I'm sure it's delicious but that made me really sad so when I was like 12 (laughs) my cousin's wedding they had a full pig roast like that like and it was I okay this is me back to the cadaver I love good skin and you when you have pig like that the pig skin is like so delicious. You can come for me, y'all. I know some of you might be vegetarian, but a roast pig. <laughs> I would have been picking at that pig. Is so weird. All You're so day. weird. Yeah, no, I skin. I love good skin. I love Who are you, the- Bill? What's his face from Silence of the Lambs? Hello, Claudius. No, that's that's Anthony Hopkins' character. Oh, well, Buffalo you know. Bill is the serial okay, killer. Well, that- oh, wait, I, you I, haven't seen it, have all you? All I know about Silence of the Lambs is from. Oh, oh. What do, you, what do you know? Because you're stuttering and you're you're forgetting names. Are you? Sunset with nope. Mary. I'm Silent of the Lamb. Oh silent. my this god! This is like Silent of the Lamb. <laughs> okay, well, add that to the list of growing number of films that you need to watch that you haven't watched okay, because well, you have no culture I, in your I life. Tr- I tried to make a Silence of the Lambs. Lamb, lambs. I feel like I'm Plural. Cameron trying to say a sane asylum. Sane oh asylum. God, a you're right. That was asylum. rough. But okay. Regardless, pig skin on a pig roast. I'm with Marlo. I want the ribs. I want the pig. I want to be picking up food all day. I don't want to have to go into the fridge for sandwich meat. Well, yes. Let's and let's we'll get into that in a second because that was ridiculous as well. Um, I understand that Kenya doesn't have a village, but whose fault is that? <laughs> I think it's hers. Number one. Number two. Again, like I said last week, if Kenya had just been upfront and been like, "Hey guys." I don't have a full-time nanny that I feel comfortable leaving my child with on her own. And you know, Mark is a piece of shit. So I'm going to bring my daughter with me. If she had just been up front with the ladies and told them straight up, I don't think anyone would have had a problem. It's 
and I said this to you before, Kenya runs around now with this like shit eating grin in her eye and on her face being like, I've done something shady and rude and mean. I wonder who's going to catch me doing it first with the private jet and with the baby and with the food situation this episode and with the Marlowe room situation and all of this. It's like, who's going to call me out for being a bitch first so that I can feign innocence. It's very shady. Well, d- I, you know, I have to say that Kenya should never be allowed to plan a trip again. She's the worst host ever, 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 ever. I would much rather have Diva or Peach Juice. This this was so <laughs> stupid. I, I've, I wanted to fast forward through this. I mean, I'm glad they kind of threw them out there and then left it. They didn't keep them throughout the trip. But the nickname thing was so stupid. Well, let's. I want to go through the nicknames because I loved all the nicknames. But I had to agree with Candy. Candy can't have a nickname because her well, nickname Night is Well, Night Angel I thought would have been cute. But, you know, just Angel was like, oh, whatever. Well, you know I'm a big fan of Massinger. And just so you all know, Massinger is coming back in March. And <laughs> Nisi Nash is going to be the host. Which is going to be so good. Nick Cannon got coronavirus which is we're praying for nick cannon but niecy nash let's talk about she's gonna be phenomenal okay so porsche's name was peach juice latoya was trini gal drew was lickety split which i thought was really funny also because i'm watching ozark by the way y'all ozark is great i'm on season one and the name of the strip club in the show and that's all i'll say because i don't want to give anything away is lickety split continue (laughs) cynthia was 50 cent scent which we've known we've heard this one before oh that's right candy was just chocolate which i was like be more creative please and marlo was diva which was perfect i agree i thought i wanted kenya just to be ken but she would never have given she would never never after all the things that came with that last season i thought the murder mystery was a complete wash i'm sorry (laughs) these better not be the strippers if i (laughs) I can't believe Kenya didn't draw a harder line with the guns thing. That was so, that triggered me. Well, Portia jumping <laughs> behind. That made me feel so bad. Cause I feel like with everything she's gone through, I feel like she was legitimately freaked out for a second. That cop storming. I, in with guns. I mean, I hear a loud noise and I drop to the floor. Well, cause you're a nervous person from uh, yeah, the so... 1940s London blitz. Like <laughs> you, you're a nervous person. run undercover. But I, I thought that was in such poor taste. Um, and the whole evening devolved into madness because I'm sorry, Ken, you stuck all these women on an eight hour bus from Atlanta. And everyone's s- been drinking. Everyone's all been day. drinking, no air conditioning. They're stir crazy. And the first thing you're going to make them do is sit them all down and have them do a murder mystery that I'm sorry. That was so half baked. All the actors. It was, and- okay. it was, it was not even prepared at all. Like no. I, c- that's like me going, okay, I have 15 minutes to make up a murder mystery. What do I print out and yeah, figure out? Exactly. Like, what, what can I go to a FedEx Kinko's and get stuff printed out? I mean, is FedEx Kinko's even a thing anymore? Yeah. Well, yeah. I go to FedEx all the time. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was so stupid. And the one, I mean, the woman who died also wasn't dead. And then she, she kept runs getting, away. She kept getting up and be like, "Oh, here's the clue. Oh, here's this." Ah. It was, uh, it was absolute mess. And Kenya, I just. You know, she'll take any chance to, you know, play victim and be like, oh, these women are so rude. I've done, I've gone through such painstaking, you know, trials to get all this stuff put together. What she should have focused on was stocking the fridge and getting the food and all the accommodations set. Well, this is the rudest thing. You don't fill the fridge for other people and then be like, well, I'm going to order out because this is not what I would be eating. No, that's, that's crazy. You either eat what everyone else is eating 
in the fridge because you bought it for the whole house. Or you're like, okay, we're going to be ordering in. Who wants to order food? And where do you want to order it from? Let's do a group order and I'll take orders and I'll do whatever. And then y'all can Venmo me or whatever. I mean, it's how we order food. Yeah. I just, I don't know why she feels like she can just do that when she's the host. It's very weird. And it's, it's like, it almost seems like she's trying to cut corners with costs and I'm just, I'm, I'm I don't know the situation, but that's what I'm going to say because I agree. she had the pig, she I had the agree. private jet, she got the house and it's like, okay, well I don't get the rest of the food for everyone. But like you're the host. It's crazy. And speaking of hosting poor Marlo. Oh yeah. I loved Marlo though. Being like, well then I'm just going to make the living room my room. I would have done the same thing. Uh, I would have. Been, I would have done the same thing as well. And it was like she wasn't being, and she wasn't rude about it. She just, she just was very matter of fact. I'm going to put this together, and that's just the way it's going to be. She was even saying, "I'm not going to start shit. I'm not going to get angry." I thought that I love that we are finally getting the whole Drew and Toya drama aired out. Which when Drew said, "Don't fuck with me, bitch. I'm from Chicago." For those of you who watch Drag Race immediately flash back to I think season two or three when Morgan McMichaels and Mystique Summers got into a huge fight and Mystique Summers goes, bitch, I'm from Chicago. So it was great to, you know, remember that. We love a good reality show callback. We do. And I loved when Drew signed a headshot and gave it to Toya because Toya deserves it. Toya is going to be shady and going to be rude and buy her a wig and be ridiculous. I was all about Drew throwing it right back. And I don't, I think Toya is used to being the way she is and not getting any blowback and not getting a pushback. And Drew's like, no bitch, you haven't met me. Drew's stock is rising. I get why she was given a peach finally. And I hope we get more of her. She's the shit. It was fantastic. That autograph thing will go down in history. I'm sure Andy's going to love it at the reunion. And she was like, you know what? You just, you love, you watch me so closely. I'm glad you were checking my wig. Oh, like, so you know, good. it's just everything about Drew. I know we didn't give her a fair shot at the beginning. It's probably because we were, we hate Ralph one and two. She wasn't know, there. She, she wasn't was, there. Yeah. Speaking of people showing up, let's talk about candy and these confessionals because this is the funniest she has I'm been. So all glad season. you brought this up. Absolutely. She looked amazing in all of her confessionals and she is letting it all out. I'm like, this is the candy I need to see every single week. Because I feel like she's kind of been, eh. And this week, she really stepped it up. And I'm enjoying this candy. Well, I think she was triggered so. in a good way by the auntie-niece, like, separation. And with the food, you do not get between candy and her oh, food. Oh, she got... Like, I know she was joking, but also there was real anger there, being like, how dare you not have a stocked fridge? I thought that was hysterical. And I love the auntie-niece separation. I kind of... Uh, agree that there is this like separation of like the OGs and the more, you know, the newcomers in recent seasons, although Portia, I would consider an OG, but the way that Portia goes about her life is more niecey than auntie. Yeah. I was, I was, I, well, I loved Candy being like, they think I'm an aunt, but look at me step out in this jumpsuit looking fly as hell. I don't put me in a box. We love her for it. Yeah. Atlanta's great. I love Atlanta. I'm excited for next week. I think, does the stripper finally come next week? I don't know. But well, I think we get into the Dom stuff next week for sure. You know, because Candy, I think in the preview, Candy talked about how Cynthia's going to Welcome get, to the dungeon. Welcome to the dungeon. I think that stuff is coming. So that's going to be fun. We love to see it. We I have a feeling it. that it'll be like a, the the end of the episode will be 
the strippers coming or like them or going the stripper to the room. going down into the basement, and that will be the end. And so we won't get to the nitty gritty oh, until the following. Oh my girl Tanya! Oh my also, goodness! Also, I feel like Bravo maybe maybe messed up because there was a preview that said uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta returns on February seventh, even though this is this coming Sunday is February seventh. You know what I'm saying? They, they, when they say returns, it implies that they went somewhere, which they haven't. We had an episode this last week, but I'm thinking maybe they meant the 14th because they're not going to air on Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday. I keep forgetting that's probably the reason why. But I don't know. I just thought that it was a very weird phrasing on the part of the preview editor, whoever made that edit. Well, we got to see because, I mean, I feel like they, I feel like Atlanta always airs anyways. Yeah, like even on a, like a Tony Award or an Oscar Sunday, like they'll still they'll still air at nine o'clock because it'll you be like equating like the Super Bowl well, to no. the Tony Awards hey, or Oscars. They're all the same to me. They're all things I look forward to that are on I Sundays. Mean, I don't think I've seen an Oscars in years, but I will never miss a Super Bowl Sunday. But that's mostly for the food and drink, <laughs> truly. And I can't wait to see the weekend perform. He's gonna be great. That'll be good. Okay, enough about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, which is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> You know, life is short and by the lips. You know, I that love, should be the title I, of this I, episode. I like life a man, is short by the lips. I like a man in a vulnerable vulnerable position. That that was my quote that I got from Heather. Heather that I Gay loved. is my favorite housewife of all time. Before we get into the episode, we need to talk about Heather Gay for just a single moment. Are you talking about Mormon stories? Yes, guys, 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 guys. We. We talked about it, I think, on an episode before where, like, we found out we just had started Mormon Stories, which is a podcast where Mormons will tell their story and, like, either they have a faith crisis or they're out of the church and no longer in the church. Very interesting. And we found that it was a podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, one of our followers, thank you to our Instagram followers. If you could follow us on Instagram, that'd be great. I didn't plug it at the beginning. This oh my is gosh, a plug it right now. It's at Hot and Bravo at H O T and B R A V O D. We've been Garcelle reposted us this week. Uh, we we're, we're we're cooking with gas, y'all. We are. But I haven't posted in like a week because I've been really busy with like my my other job, my day job, not podcasting, but your hustle job. My you know, I gotta do. I gotta make money, but, but it's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. And you can watch it. And I, I would highly recommend watching it. If podcasts aren't your thing, which I ha- I think podcasts are your thing if you're listening to us. <laughs> but if you don't want to sit for three hours and listen and you maybe want to, like, watch it, it's a fantastic watch. You get the emotion so much more. Heather and her friend Dre, who's her business partner, which we saw this episode. Who we're hoping will become more involved in the show as it goes on because she's fucking awesome. But these two, their honesty, their authenticity – the story of Beauty Lab, the story of them, of, of everything is so interesting, so captivating, and we've only and gone so through inspiring. the yeah, and we've only gone through the first two parts because they're each three hours and there's three parts. So we yet to watch part three, but parts one and two were spectacular. Part two, like Eddie said, had a lot to do with Heather going through her very very traumatic, um, uh, you know, final years of her marriage into her divorce, but then into connecting with Drew. And creating what is now an incredibly successful business, it's a very good watch. We'll talk about part three next week, I'm sure. Yeah. It is part two got to me. I got oh, emotional. It was it's very, very, very captivating stuff. And I'm just so proud. It it also just lined up so perfectly with this episode because we got to see another milestone for Heather and Dre and their business. Which was the opening of this location of Beauty Lab, Beauty Lab and Lash. I always forget that there's Beauty Lab and Laser. Laser. (laughs) Why did I call it Beauty Lab and Lash? I don't know. I don't know. 
it's funny at the beginning of the episode and we'll get into the party in a minute but at the beginning of the episode I really wasn't sure what it was going to look like at the end because seeing like the cotton candy clouds just kind of pasted onto the walls made me a little nervous we had to get the stanchions up you I just had to get the stanchions I, I love that again I love that Heather was like Whitney how do you know about the stanchions like what do you know about that well because I, I thought the same thing I was like wait what I no. feel like we don't give Whitney enough credit. I feel like Whitney. I, mean, I feel like I give her more credit than most people do. I've loved Whitney from the beginning. It's because you guys are both Libras. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay, but let's before we get into the beauty lab and laser. There we go. Party with there the pink go. cotton candy clouds. We got to talk about Jen and Lisa and Jen and their little meetup where Jen only ordered vodka because she's on a diet. Yeah, she's on the keto diet, which you. Not that I really give a shit, but you can't have alcohol when you're on keto. Oh, you can't? No. Like when you're doing any of that stuff, paleo, keto, alcohol is never, in, it's, alcohol is never included or recommended in any person's diet. Hey, as tequila we, is really good for you. It's, it helps your metabolism. Yes, but like, let's just be, let's call a spade a spade. Like, let's just be honest. It's, on the Eddie diet, on the Estrada diet, which is coming out next year in 2022. No, no it's not. Make no. sure you guys bookmark it because tequila is on the menu for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can have no. it for any meal. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, I – so, yeah, my feelings about Lisa were validated this week. She can't help but play two sides of the fence. She doesn't want to be on any bad side of history or bad side of argument, so she will just make up with whomever she feels like she needs to make up with just to keep things smooth and squeaky clean and perfect – regardless of who's right and who's wrong. It really disappointed me to like let her just let Jen excuse all of her behavior away. No one's misinterpreting you, Jen. No one is. They're just reacting to your bad behavior. And if you're not going to own it and be specific about what you've done wrong, you're going to be alone. And that's the thing. And you kind of brought this up. It's she's like, Oh, this is who I am. You just have to understand this is who I am. You got to like be okay with it and like understand this is how I react. And it's like, no, if it is damaging other people's lives, if it's damaging your life, it can't just be who you are anymore. You got to shape up and figure it out and come to terms with it and change that part about yourself. She seems so dead set on pointing out what other people have done wrong in this entire ridiculous fight and argument from the party at Top Golf to Vegas to now she just can't sit there and go yeah I shouldn't have hit you Heather shouldn't have gotten in Whitney's face I shouldn't have yelled and screamed I shouldn't have freaked out I should stop popping off she can't help herself and she can't own her stuff and I gotta she's gotta get into some therapy and not just therapy with coach Josh she needs like a real therapist but we love her and I will talk about this later but I did like Heather being like you Pay the Shaw squad. They are on your. <gasps> I love like when she you said pay them. That. Like they're not real friends. Like they're, they're on your payroll. Girl. Exactly. Like you, you can't be like, well, the Shaw squad understands because yeah, because if they don't, then you're gonna freak out on. They know you, and you're gonna freak out on them, and you're gonna fire them, and then they don't have any income. A hundred percent. Okay, let's get to. Okay, Whitney, Whitney, and her dad. Because I okay, we talked about this before, and I I'm still in shock that her dad is a hairstylist because that hair is crazy and see when i heard that to me that made perfect sense because i know so many hairstylists who are fantastic at what they do but they themselves look fucking crazy see my hair guy who's amazing by the way lee rittner he's an incredible gotta give him a shout out <laughs> looks phenomenal 
Like he looks like he looks like Chad Michael Murray, first of all, and his hair is flawless every time I see it. Well, so I'm like, you're one of the lucky ones, you know, but it was great to see him in his element. It's great to see that storyline have a really beautiful arc and see that Whitney's hard work has paid off and that she, you know, all the faith she put into her dad really meant something. And in the end that he's doing better, although the preview for next week made me nervous about oh my god the current state of where he's at. Where she's and, like, I hope the show didn't break him. Yeah, so I'm very nervous, but I'm just gonna stay in ignorance right now and just say yay for Whitney and her dad, and glad to see that they're doing well. Meredith and Seth are fucking weird, but I do you I like really, the way I sliced your banana. So weird. No, I'd rather have it in quarters. But next I'm time. into it. I think it's great, and I'm really into it. And then. Fresh Wolf, man. Okay, Fresh Wolf is a great idea, but poor... How old is this kid again? I believe the oldest son is 15 because he wants to buy a Land Rover Discovery. I think that's the name of the car. And the kid wants like a race car, I think, but he's nine. He's the same age as my oldest niece. And he clearly... And he has a business. Well, what is your niece doing? But the, Well, hey, she is a fucking shining star, first no, of all. She's great. She's hilarious. It, and I just don't understand. I mean, it just it, it's it's so clear that Lisa knows how to be a businesswoman, but has no idea how to be a mother. I, I mean, I just, you know, I, I think for her oldest son, when he's about to go off to college, yes, totally set him up. With a, with a business sense. And instilling little tiny gems of business sense into your kids growing up is totally fine. Well, I mean, the first thing I would have said is when he gave that pitch and it was terrible, I would have been like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't buy your product. Oh, okay. I don't know. if I <laughs> See, but that's the thing is I... So I, they're supporting bad behavior and being like, they're basically being like, you'll get whatever you want because you have this business. Whereas like... If you really want to teach him good business acumen, be like, well, that pitch isn't going to work because you're saying, uh, you don't know the product. You don't know what you're suggesting to me. Come back with an actual laid out pitch and then we could do it. Yes. Maybe what, I'm a little what I harsh. Think, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> you are always a little harsh. But what I think you're saying is treat that like a less, like a, like a, like a, treat it like a class, like a lesson. Yes. Like, hey, so we're here with this person and this is what she does. And what we're going to do is we're going to pretend like you're pitching this to, and which you really are, but we're going to pretend like you're pitching this for real. And we're going to go over what are good things to do when you're pitching something that you care about and a product that you love. And I would not, I, I would be like, sure. That's what I'm like, saying. No she, deal. There needs to be more sentimentality to the way that she's doing this because if you're putting all of your kids hopes and dreams and, and success and all of his worth into this thing that you're creating together and it doesn't work out and you don't prepare them for that, it's going to hurt him and affect his self-esteem. But also let's be honest, Lisa, this isn't for them. It's for you. You get a cut of this stuff. They're not going to get like, yeah, they're going to get the benefits of this business because you're their parents and you're going to give them, you know, the spoils, but this is for you. This is another thing for you to do. This is not about your kids. And this is not about your husband, even. It's about you. And it's very obvious. Your kid's stacking all of the hair products together and not really paying attention because he doesn't fucking care. He doesn't know what's going on. He's my favorite. He could probably count to 100, and that's basically it. Okay, he's nine. I think he could do more than count to 100. Well, yeah, I guess they're doing times tables at that point. I mean, I still can't do math. Well, yeah, but you're, yeah. But I was, <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> Barely. Okay, Speaking of people who can barely talk, Mary, Car- Mary- <laughs> you and my Mary. transitions are terrible. I'm so mean. 
Mary Cosby. Let's talk about her cult, I mean, church. I just loved how she was reading everyone for filth as she was passing them by. She was like a drill sergeant in the military, like, oh, hey, you're ugly. She's oh, like, yeah, you're you, fat. You're fat. She's like, you're oh, hey, you, you look sickly. Hey, you, you look good. Proud as, of you. As Rosemary Cosby and Jesus holding hands and laughing in the clouds were looking down from above. And I love the editing because one minute she's like smiling and full of energy. The next minute she's reading them for filth. And the next minute she's like crying like, you're, this talks about you. You were lost. And now you're found. And everyone, like, everyone has that cult look on their face. Like wide-eyed, manic smiles. Like if you were to touch them, they'd either start maniacally laughing or hysterically crying. Okay, I want to ask you as a choir boy yourself, because let's be real, you are, if people don't know, Matthew was a singer. Eight uh, years of choir <laughs> from sixth grade to senior year. And or, wait, then that's six. Yeah. Never mind. Seven years of choir. Okay. So he's now a liar, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to ask you about seven this years. choir. What were your thoughts? Are they a good choir? Can they improve? This seemed, How's Mary this, as a teacher? This, this seemed a little, I, yes. I think that the band is real. I think the choir was just, I I swear Mary was like, this will be good to shoot. Let's try to throw this together. This will be the, this felt like a first rehearsal. This Mm. felt like I want to make a choir for the church slash for the show. It'll be good. No one was singing in tune. No one was singing together. I think that's because Mary also has no idea what the hell she's doing. And that's, so that's your diaphragm. You got to sing from your diaphragm. I mean, and that's, yes, that's, there's a morsel of truth in that, but it's, it's just completely ridiculous. It was as if she was conducting and then forgot she was conducting. Cause you could tell they were, I could see in their faces that they were trying to follow her, but we weren't able to see what she was exactly doing. And it was as if she was getting distracted in the middle by what they were doing. There was no symbiotic relationship between choir and conductor. It was just ridiculous. I thought it was hysterical. I think the band leader is really the person who does it originally. And Mary just came in for the shot and said, I'm going to lead the ship. Well, can't wait. I would go see Mary's choir. I I mean, but I'm afraid that if I go to that church or if I go see the choir, I won't be able to get out. Well, no, we just, you, we stand in the back. Well, I have a reoccurring nightmare where I go out double doors and there's just more and more double doors and then I'm stuck in a, like, well, a hexagonal like a sign- Yeah, I have a Scientology fear that, like, one day I get pulled in from the street into a Scientology church, like, on the streets of New York and I can't get out. Okay, let's talk about the party because I need to get out of this Mary, Mary Cosby conversation. Let's do it. I love... The setup for the party. I thought the party was so cute. I'm glad that Heather still wore that pink outfit. It went perfectly with the clouds. It, it looked, looked so huge. with the vibe. Everything looked beautiful. Dre looked beautiful. Uh, Dre's gorgeous. Heather's gorgeous. Everyone's gorgeous. The 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 boys working the party were gorgeous. I kept thinking the same thing. Every boy that walked in was beautiful. Well, obviously that's what they're hired for. But yes, they were like. But also there is something. I, there is there's something in the water in Utah. The men are very handsome there's something in the water everywhere oh okay. <laughs> let's be real <laughs> i mean it's true we've been in quarantine too long <laughs> clearly okay oh god but i'm sorry the mask let us talk about the mask that was like some like i feel like first of all murder. so it was christian cohen and brooks marks collaboration i feel like this was just to get brooks name connected yes Yes, um, it was a very obvious because Christian Cohen is like a huge designer. Everyone's walked in his shows. He's a, the a pop icon moment situation. 
I think he his last one of his most recent collections was like Powerpuff Girls like inspired and Paris Hilton walked in the show like it's he's a big deal. Yeah. And obviously there's wait, some was kind the of mask connection. him or was just the outfit. I, th- I think the mask the whole look I think the whole look was a collaboration. I have a feeling the mask was Brooks and then the outfit was Christian. The Max the Max. The mask was literally it's like fishnet essentially, I'm assuming with rhinestones, with rhinestones it on it. It was very bizarre. I mean, only Meredith <laughs> I found it very endearing. Completely fucking ridiculous. But I it made me like Meredith more. Okay. Hey, I'm I'm with Mary. This, she just had something wrong with her eye and wanted to cover up her face. <laughs> oh, it was. And also, Mary can never be giving fashion advice. Let's just say that. That's right what I'm here saying. Now. Well, I mean, Mary, because Mary has nice things, but doesn't know how to use them either. I did love Mary and Whitney having like heart to heart with oxygen tanks strapped to their noses. That was oh, really that was cute. great. Which I want to try that. I've I've I want to go to an oxygen bar and give that a try. I feel like I might have done it in Vegas one time. I feel like I, d- I honestly feel like maybe I did it. I mean, now when COVID, I don't think I would do it, but only probably sanitize it. <laughs> Me, I, I'm realizing there's a lot of things I did pre-COVID that I wouldn't do now post-COVID. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I did them when I did them. But Meredith was definitely ahead of the game with that mask. And, you know, Whitney was ahead of the game with that her mask. fucking killed me in the interview. The double blue mask was like, this is my fashion. People in Utah won't understand. It was, was so good. That was very funny. Um... I loved Meredith basically calling Lisa out for playing both sides of the fence. This was great because I've been wanting someone to call Lisa out. And I thought, no, I mean, no one better than Meredith, her bestie. I like love that the tide is turning a little bit with the two of them. Well, also Meredith being like, I'm not going to dictate who can be friends with who or whatnot. But like, I don't like that you're being friends with Jen. I'm like, okay, so you're dictating who can be friends with who? No, I think she was saying like, I... You can totally be friends with her and be friends with me. Just know that for me, I don't want to be around her. Like I think that's fair to say. Okay. Like, you can have a relationship with her and do whatever, but just know that I, I'm not going to. But I, if I was Lisa, I'd be like, okay, so then you're making me choose between you and Jen. See, I wouldn't think of it that way. I would be like, okay, cool. I'll hang out with her separately. And well, that's why my anxiety with my friends is through the roof. Uh huh. I think, okay. I think part of the reason I might've hated Lisa Barlow at the beginning of this show was because I am very so much a Lisa Barlow in my life. No, you are not. Oh, thank you. Okay. No, you're not at all. No, I think you are like a Heather Gay That's who, just... who has been like intimidated and has been ruled by Lisa Barlow's <laughs> in your life. <laughs> So I'm so you're literally you Stockholm syndrome, like empathizing with your abuser and sympathizing with them and be like, oh, that Lisa is Barlow, true. Lisa's great. Lisa's totally fine. Like she's great. Like I know that is true. No, absolutely. But you are not a Lisa Barlow whatsoever. Like Heather, I do stand up eventually. And I liked when before when she was talking to Meredith, before she even comes to the party where she was like, I had to look at it in the frame of my daughters and be like, what if my daughters came to me with a friend like Jen? What would I tell them? Would I tell them just to stick it out and do it? No, I'd be like, you need to understand that you could be there for your friend, but you have to draw the line at some point. There has to be a boundary. Yep. You know, it's, it doesn't work out if you can't, you can't defend the person anymore for their actions. You can't keep running the same track and the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yes, that's correct. 
I don't know who says that, but I feel like everyone does. Psychologists. <laughs> you know what? I've got my MD, baby. Pass me on. Married to medicine. But I loved Meredith and Heather both in their own ways calling Jen out and holding her accountable. And I loved that Jen is finally getting a taste of what apologies look like. Yeah. You don't give an apology accepting, sorry, you don't give an apology expecting to be forgiven and for, you know, hands to be washed clean in an instant. Meredith said, I understand and appreciate what you're saying. I accept your apology, but know that I need to see actions moving forward that dictate that what you're saying is real and then we'll be good. To which if Jen was being genuine, haha, would say, <laughs> You're right. Genuine. That's the new Shaw. Shaw shocked. Shaw shocked. But if Jen was being real and being uh, humble, Jen would go, you're right. I will show you that I mean what I say and I'm going to keep moving forward. And I loved Heather reading Jen for filth, calling her out and saying, if you don't get specific right now and say exactly what you're sorry for, we can't move forward. And then Jen just screamed and cried and said, I don't know what I'm apologizing for, but I'm sorry. Well, the thing also about Jen that I realized and Meredith brought this up in their argument is Jen thinks it's things that can just fix it. She's like, I've done so much for Heather. I did the, I did the special shopping with her. I spent time with her. I did this and that. But what Meredith said, it's actions over time that achieve results and expansions in the relationship and development. You can't just expect to throw money at the situation and it to go away. You need to actually step up. Like Heather says, own what you did. Even if you don't know what it is, listen, talk, ask, figure it out. And then the relationship's going to mend itself. Well, and then Jen couldn't even, Jen can't name what she's done wrong to like deserve all of this backlash from the women. But then she also can't sit there and name what Heather's done to her. She can't, she can't specify what exactly Heather's done to, betray her because the fact of the matter is that Heather hasn't done a damn thing, but show up time and time again, chase her every time she screaming, cried and freaked out. And the one time she didn't do that was in Vegas. And that's why Jen is mad. Jen is like, I'm mad because I brought you to a shopping spree, which wasn't a shopping spree. It was just a private shopping spree. You still had to pay for everything. And I, you know, again, it's things that I think are going to wash all my sins away. And then you didn't stand up for me when I was screaming and yelling at Whitney's face. And so I hit you. We whisper. We whisper. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lisa. It's like, if they want to fight, let them fight. It's their party. I, again, I think Lisa has some weird anxiety about impropriety and about perfection. Yeah. And about like, I don't want, like, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be anywhere near the, the stench of anything less than perfect. Even being at a party where there's something weird going on. No. Which is so weird considering she like sells liquor for a fucking living and she's a Mormon. You know what I'm saying? It's just... I can't wait for the reunion. I think that it looks like Whitney and and Heather go in on Lisa and Lisa talks back to Andy. Can't wait. Mary falls asleep a la Ramona. Oh, you know, a mark of a true housewife can just sleep wherever she is. A true crazy. And, but the, the seating arrangement is different than we thought. It looks like yes. it's Heather, Meredith, and, and Whitney on one side. And then you got Jen and Lisa and Mary on the other. So yes. I believe it's Meredith, Whitney, Heather, Jen, Lisa Mary. Yes. I love that. I, love I think it's good. The left side of the room. I'm all about it. And then Mary is her own woman. I think she is. But I'm glad wolf. that Lisa Lee. Hey, Lisa, you know, she hitched herself to the wrong fucking horse. And now her and Jen are sitting next to each other. And I hope that they enjoy it. 
It will be an interesting interesting reunion for sure. They're Skyping the men in, which I thought was interesting. Was that a well, COVID thing, do you think? I think it's a COVID thing because... Well, also, Lisa, I mean, Mary's husband should be in quarantine. He's an old guy. Yeah, I think... I think <laughs> and, and who knows where Seth is? Probably in fucking Chicago. Canton, Ohio, remember? Oh, I'm right. disengaged. Well, yeah, it also seems like their marriage is also on the rocks again. No, and on Instagram, they're fine. Oh, are they? Well, yeah. we're going we're gonna to find out. Okay, well, also, I just really quickly, when they did, like, where are they now? This was, like, honestly the most, like, anticlimactic where are they now I've seen in a long time. And also, Bravo put it to, like, circus music. It was like, when they were, like, where, you know, when they write out what's happening. Yeah, it was, like, hoedown music. I was very confused because usually it's, like, dramatic or, like, you know, something a little bit more elevated and it really <laughs> felt like they were making fun of the women yeah yeah i liked it though yeah nothing's happening the biggest thing is that maybe lisa's going to mexico well again you have to remember that the second that they stopped filming COVID hit so they really can't the, be doing this anything. was february of last year that they around valentine's day yeah like middle end of february is when heather had her party and then right after that was COVID. so n- no none of them could have done really anything Besides well, stay at home. I would be into seeing Whitney's skincare line for sure. So well, keep an eye out for that. fucking gorgeous. So I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Beauty Lab will sell it. <gasps> Collab. I want to go to Booty Lab so bad. We will. We are. We need to go to Mary's Church. Cucina Italiano. Uh, Meredith Marks. Yeah, Meredith Marks and Brooks Marks store. It's not Brooks Marks store. And then, Don't give this boy more credit. You know I'm t- I take this kid down a big every time I know, you bring him up. And then up. we need to... You know, finally, you know, we need to buy some Barlow tequila, Costa tequila. Right? Oh, buy it. I'm chugging a full freaking bottle of Vita tequila. I'm doing oh, a full Vita, tasting. Oh, Vita. Not Costa. Vita. Full and tasting then session. We, I, then we got to fucking figure out what Jen does for a living. And don't say marketing. I was going to say, she's a marketer. <laughs> she does marketing. Great season finale. So much fun. All right, y'all. It looks like we've mentioned it all. And next week, be prepared because not only do we have the Salt Lake Reunion, we've got Atlanta. We've got Dallas. We're going to be talking Southern Charm as a whole. And Summer House, my baby's in the Hampton. Oh, my God. Oh, you are so weird. We got. We need to figure out. We need to find a new way to talk about Summer House. No, there's no other way to talk about Summer House. Uh, Summer House is literally my favorite show. Uh, Truly and honestly. And I will be. I'm obsessed with everyone on it. And I think it's it's God's gift to mankind. <laughs> you know what else is God's gift to mankind? Our Instagram. If you guys aren't following, <laughs> oh, make nice sure segue. you are. It's at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's at Hot and Bravoed. And also, if you haven't already, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And make sure you rate, review, like, share, tell all your friends, tell your mama, your brother, your cult church that you're in, Mary Cosby. <laughs> and, you know, we love you, so show us some love, too. And we will see y'all next time. I think I just licked the mic. Lickety split. We need to go. Goodbye, everyone.